Parsha Vayikra is not, Sefer Vayikra is not Sefer, Sefer Shmos, and it's certainly not Sefer Bratis. Um But it, it actually provides a lot of interesting content, especially on a topic that we don't usually feel so comfortable, comfortable with. Korbanos is not something we relate to so well. And I think that's why actually, that, sort of the opposite direction, like, I, I sort of feel like it's really important to spend time <laughs> in Vayikra. It's one-fifth of the Torah. That's right. And you're telling us, grow up. No, no, I'm just saying, like, we don't feel so comfortable with that topic. So I think it's important. There's a, there's a, a really nice piece here. I saw a really nice piece from Ray Golden, actually, in his Sefer, where he talks about, and her, the truth is, a lot of it, of Hirsch and his Chumash also talks about this. Um, and it really emanates from one Pasuk, okay? One Pasuk. You can guess the Pasuk. It's the one that I bolded, right? So take a look at Torah's number one. This is how it starts. Right? So Hashem called out to Moshe and he spoke to him from the Ohmoid and he said the following. Speak to the Jewish people and tell them. When a Adam, Adam is a person, right? Who will Yakriv, will offer from you a korban, a sacrifice to Hashem. Mina beima, mina bakar, mina tzon. You can use a behema, you can use a bakar, you can use a tzon. So the question was the behema and bakar, but the bottom line is you can use animals, right? Takrivu korban chem. So from those things, you should bring, you can't bring a korban from a deer, for example. You can't use a non-domesticated animal. You can't bring a, a non-kosher animal. You can't, use a, you can't bring a, a lion uh, as a korban, right? You can only bring it from sheep and cattle. Fine. Was there a reason for that? Then it has to be a kosher animal, first right. of all. You know, why is it not, not only domesticated animals? It's a good question. Well, it has to be. I don't know if anybody like discussed it. They probably do. Oh, okay. They probably do. Um, but I want to focus on this one pasta because this pasta itself actually has a, a bunch of problems with it or things that seem problematic about it, okay? Um, anything about it that seems unusual to you or st- sticks out a little bit? So Hashem tells Moshe to tell the Jewish people what? Adam kiyakriv mikem korban Hashem. Mikem, so from you. From, it's like weird, right? Yes. It's not necessary. Like it's like, it's like your body part. Ah, mikem. Like, are you sending one of, Adam kiyakriv mikem, someone who brings from themselves, which we know can't be true because we don't believe in human sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually one of the things that Hashem is very powerful on in the Torah itself about attacking that approach, right? And so it's a very strange language, mikem. Also, Adam. Adam, yeah, I was going to say, Adam is a weird word. Usually it's like ish, right? A person, Adam. Adam is a very not, it's not a typical. Has the word Adam been used since Adam? So is it related to Adam Harishon, right? What is Adam? There are other places where the word Adam is used, but usually when the Torah talks about a person doing something, especially about a Jewish person, it says ish, right? When a person, ish, arisha, ki, you know, whatever, like very often that's the language that's used. Good. Um, Also, the tense is funny. Adam, when a singular person, now it's plural. What happened? Okay, so all within this very first Pasuk that talks about the concept of bringing Korbanos, there's a lot of strange things in that one Pasuk. Number one, why Adam, usually Ish, what's Mikem? Right, just say, you know, Kiyakriv, Korban Lashem. What do you need to say? And number three, why start with, with singular and, why, and end with plural? Also, we find the, fa- the fact is, 
we ask this question a lot of times. I'm stuck in the Torah. Why start with the beginning? You know, singular and with pro. It tends to be a. It happens actually more frequently than you know that where we where the tenses will shift in the middle of the pasuk. But whenever that happens, the question always is, why would you do that? Right? Okay. Fine. So let's figure out why. Any ideas before we go? Let's show you what I have. I'll show you what I have. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Take a look at the structure number two. So let's start. We're going to do each one. Adam, why Mikem, and why singular and answer plural. So look at the Chizkuni in Sarsh number two. Chizkuni in Sarsh number two says, Dabar Abba Yisrael Vemarta Aleyhem. Adam. Why Adam? Says the Chizkuni. The Chizkuni is one that we've shown him. So he lived like 1200s-ish. And he writes, Adam Larabos Gerim. So first of all, Adam. Why the word Adam instead of Ish? To tell me that it includes... Converts. Okay, why would I not think converts? I don't know. The truth is, we can, a person who converts can, can do every, is supposed to do every mitzvah. So that's interesting why even that. But, they're just like everybody else. Ula rabos, afilu, alafiud means a no Yehudi, a non Jew, can bring a korban. So why I say lashon adam? Adam is like any everybody. humanity. Right, so the language of adam is coming to teach me it's not just something that a Jewish person can do, actually, any person. You don't have to be Jewish. Can come bring a korban to Hashem, and that, in fact, we, the, the pasuk kibesi based hamim. We say right that Hashem's house is a house for all nations. Right, that we actually want non-Jews to come to give korbanos, and if they'd like to do so, they're perfectly permitted to give a korban in the base of Mikdash. The visiting dignitaries bring korbanos when they came. To they could if they wanted to. Yeah, and in fact, the korbanos that we bring on Sukkot. For the, for the seven days of Sukkot, we bring a total of 70 korbanos, which is supposed to be reflective of the 70 nations of the world. And then Shemini Yatzeres, Hashem says, just, just you and me. We just bring one. Right? But there's, a, there's this sense of the Beis HaMidish is not really meant to be only for us. It's meant to be a place for the whole world. And it's become a place for the whole world to fight yeah. about. Right? But, but that place, the Harabayas, is not meant to be a place. Again, it's under our... We hope we want it to be under our control, under our jurisdiction. We decide how it works. We play the. That's yeah. That's not. Let's be clear. We make all the rules. Like it, it's not. It's not like uh, it's a free for all, right? But we invite everyone to come there, and everyone is free to bring a korban if they want. To. Okay, so that's Adam. Fine, um, fine, and it, it actually comes from the Gemara. What is the Gemara Menachah? Source number three. Amr of Huna Shalmei Ahovdei Kochavim Olos. When an Ovei Kochavim brings a Shlamim, it, it counts like an Ola. They burn it totally. Gemari says some Ibayasei Makra, Ibayasei Masvara. It's a Pasuk or it's just it's, it's, it's rationale. But the bottom line is that um, the, the Gemara has a Pasuk. What's the Pasuk? Ashi Yakuva Lashem. Right? That anyone who brings a, 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 a Korban to Hashem could be an Ola. But the bottom line is that the Gemara is clear that people who are not Jewish can bring Korbanos. Okay? So as Hashem is introducing Korbanos, he begins it with what word, the word Adam, not the word Ish. Because the Adam is going to refer to any, any, any type of person. Fine. I'm sorry, Judge. So, so a non Jew. You should, you who, should, I like being no, So yeah. a non Jew who does what should bring a korban? They just want to, they want to show up and hang out with the Kaddish Baruch. They want to say, it could be they want to say thank you, something happened they in their life. They want to, okay, it could be also, it could be they're going to do something, but it doesn't have to be. We, they're not, the difference is we have certain rules, right? Like, we do, uh, if I, Mechal uh, Shabbos by accident, right, Bishogeg, so fine, so then I have to bring a Korban Chattas, right? So then I'm required to show up, the base of I bring an animal, the whole story. A non-Jew doesn't have to do that. But if they would, lo- but, just like, but just like a Jewish person, 
if I just want to bring a, a korban shlamim, I can just bring anytime I want, right? There's a korban toda, something specific happened to me, but a person can show up and just say, I want to say, uh, say hi, I want to give thanks, I want to sacrifice something of my own. We'll talk about that in a, minute, a little bit later, what korban's really about in the end, right? And I want to, I want to find this way of connecting. To us, it seems so funny, like, why would, I, why would I bring an animal to Hashem? Like, that's not something I would want to do. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But the bottom line is that, that a, a non-Jew doesn't, is not required to bring a korban, but if it's something that they'd like to do, they are permitted to do so. And it still needs to be kosher under those... Still needs to, they still need to play by all of our rules. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, they, but if they want to come and play by our rules, they can come. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I was just interested if somebody would do that. If a non-Jew would think to... There are stories. There are stories in, in Nach, I think, of like uh, non-Jewish kings oh, who would okay. come. That's what I'm saying. Do they, they brought... Like, okay. I believe so. It would, it would happen. Yeah. And is the word Adam perhaps connected to more of like a physical... When they use the word, uh, when the word Adam is used, like, is that more connected to like a physical act? Like, because it's like the earth. Adama. Can you see in one second? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Cool. So two more pshatim in Adam. Okay, Rashi, source number four. says, Adam, lama namar. Why say Adam? Ma Adam arishon lo hikriv min hagyazel. Just like Adam arishon, when he brought korbanos, didn't bring from that which was stolen. Why couldn't Adam bring some? How do we know Adam didn't bring things that were stolen? So who was he going to steal it from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meaning, you want to talk about a person who you know when they brought a korban didn't bring from Gaza? Well, Adam Arisha is a good person because there was no other person. <laughs> everything, everything belonged to him. So Adam definitely didn't bring me like Gaza because he couldn't. It was impossible. Was right? Before, what was this before uh, his, uh, his sons? His, uh, it's a good question. We don't have a story of Adam bringing a korban, which is an interesting point itself. Right? But just like Adam, if he would bring or when he brought, he didn't bring me like Gaza. Because everything belonged to him. There was no gazelle in the times of when Adam Arishan was first created. So you too, when you bring a korban, don't bring from something stolen. So therefore, we use the language of Adam to reference this person, Adam Arishan. You like that? You don't like that? It's okay. It's okay. What bothers you about it? Well... Like somebody just said, Adam, first of all, never brought a korban. Okay, so it wasn't a big that Okay, right. you didn't bring it. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It just doesn't sound so uh, so sophisticated. Yeah. Right. It's like, all right, but what's the point? I think it's an interesting point, though. Why would this is the first? Remember, I think it was also important about this. We just spent like five parshios delineating exactly how we're going to build the mishkan, the mistake Klai Yisrael made, the Chita Egel, etc. The whole story, right? And they finally finished. They build the mishkan. Hashem's like, okay, time to use it. And the first thing he says is, Adam ki akriv mekem korban l'ashem. And Rashi says, why Adam? Just like Adam Rishon didn't bring something stolen, you should bring something stolen. Why is it the first thing that Hashem wants to say to the people? Don't bring something from Gezel. It's obvious. It's obvious to bring something from Gezel. I think the answer is that because we, we all do things that we say are religious or l'ashem <laughs> shemayim or it's for, it's okay, it's for the right reason and we, and we may have gotten those things not not the most honest way or we, you know, we, we make... Inadvertently. Re- okay, inadvertently or not inadvertently. Re- we make religious sta- statements that we say are in the name of religion, which are, which are maybe personal things that we want, and they're not really religious, right? They're not coming from religious values. They're coming from our personal values. There are all kinds of things. Really extremists, all kinds of people can make, make claims they're doing things in the name of religion, which we know are not. The, usually we see that as a more extreme thing to do, but there are people who will do that. And we also probably all do it to a, certain, to a little bit, right? A little bit here or there. Things that we just... 
want and we make them religious at times. And I wonder if this point from Rashi is Adam Kiyakim Mikhem Korban Lashem Adam. Just like Adam didn't bring from something that was stolen, you too. Well, I'm going to bring something stolen. The answer is, you know what? You never know. And let me put it out there now, says Hashem, before we even get started. This whole endeavor of coming to the Beis HaMikdash, coming to the Mishkan, it's like this very exciting thing, and everyone wants to have a part of it, right? There's this grandeur, the Kohen Gadol, and the clothing, and the, right? it's going to be a very beautiful, it's an experience that like, everybody wants to have a part of, even if someone is not necessarily the most, uh, you know, the the... the, the I don't know what you want to call them, the purest person. And that's good. We want that, right? But let's also make sure that we don't step... So like don't defile this yeah, place we've Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't... I want you here, right? Adam, everybody, even non-Jews. I want everybody here, right? But I want you to be careful with it. With the right intentions? Right intentions. And we're going to see a lot about intentions with the Corbanos. Because Corbanos is all about intentions. Because without intentions, Corbanos are meaningless. And without the right intention, a Corban... What's a Corban for anyways? What does Hashem need it? That's the, the Pasuk in, uh, in uh, the Haftorah that we read on Shabbos Chazon. Hashem says, I don't need it. What do I need all your korbanos for? I don't need that. I don't care. I want you to treat each other nicely. I want you to do mitzvahs. Don't, you know, don't, don't do something terrible and then bring me a korban. I'm not interested in that. Right? So same thing. Don't go steal somebody's cow and then bring it to me. I'm not, I don't, what do I need it for? Right? When you see a lot about intentionality in the process of korbanos. So take a look, source number five. Rabbi Golden says a third pshat in Adam, which is exactly the pshat that you said. Okay? But Adam milashon Adama. It says Rabbi, Rabbi Golden the following. The term Adam derives from the word Adama, earth, and references man's creation by God from the dust of the earth. The root, root of the word korban, on the other hand, what does korban come from? The word karov, which means to come near. Emphasizing the role of the sacrificial rite as a vehicle through which a supplicant attempts to reach heavenward and approach an unfathomable God, right? So we are coming from Adama and we're trying to come karov to that which is not in the Adama. The phrase Adam Kiyakriv, therefore, in addition to its contextual meaning, if a man should bring an offering, also literally translates as if an earthly individual would draw near. All right, Adam Kiyakriv. How does one draw near to God? How does limited man begin to approach a limitless deity? As we've noted before, many faith traditions maintain that the quest for holiness requires a relinquishing of the earthly dimensions of man's existence. Only by escaping the defiling constraints of the physical world, these traditions claim can we begin to approach the heavens. Right? If I am an ascetic, if I, if I don't have any physical needs, if I don't indulge in any way in the physical world, okay, so then I become spiritual. Right? That's, that's what some religions claim. Judaism, however, demurs, right? We disagree. From a Jewish perspective, man's singularity derives from the fact that he alone within creation is fashioned min ha'elyonim u mina right? We come from the upper and lower spheres at the same time, right? We are Adama, we are Adam, but we're also Nefesh and Neshama at the same time. We put them together, right? Only man is at once a member of the animal kingdom and at the same time a philosopher, a poet, an artist, and a sage. Man is a creature in conflict, continually striving to reconcile heaven and earth, the two realms that define his existence. Sanctity for the Jew is to be found in that reconciliation, in the investiture of the physical world with holiness through concrete actions that sanctify Hashem's name. The message that God conveys to the Jewish people as he introduces the sacrificial rite now becomes clear. If you wish to approach to the heavens, you must remain earthbound. Recognize that your greatness lies in the fact that you are Adam Kiyakriv, an earthly creature who can draw near. 
you will find me down in distant mystic, in the distant mystical domain, that the intersection of the physical and the spiritual in your lives. Right? Always remember the rituals that you are about to receive are ultimately designed to help you find yourselves, to aid you in discovering the heavenly potential within you as my partners can invest in your physical world. Right? So this point being, what's the, what's the end of the sentence? Adam Kiyokiv Korban Lashem. You want to come close to Hashem, what do you do? Mina Be'ema, Mina Tzon. You're not using uh, harps. I mean, you use harps in the basement. There's also, right? But there's like this, this connection of heaven and earth. I want to come close to Kodesh Baruch I've used physical things to do it. Right? And there's like, so in that sense, the Lashon of Adam is specific, not Ish, but Adam, Adam Min Adama, and Adam Kiyakriv. I think very beautiful. Right? The idea of being able to, to raise ourselves up. Okay, so that's three explanations for why Adam. Okay, one is to include every type of person, even a, a non-Jew. Number two is, just like Adam Arishon didn't, didn't bring stolen goods, so we have a certain moral base to how we're going to use this place. And number three, to recognize that the whole concept of Korbanos is Adam Kiyakrif. How I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an earthly being who is able to reach higher, but not by forgetting about where I come from. Okay, good. Yeah, good? Yes. Great. Great. Good. Okay. Um, okay. Next. What is Pshat then? Mikem. Right? Adam ki akriv mikem. From, from you. Why are you telling me from you? What does that even mean? It's totally, totally extra. So the Gemara in source number six, the Gemara in Erevin, tells me what this means. So you can be see, I think, like two, two, two Pshat in, in this question of Mikem. So it says the Gemara like this. This is not a simple Gemara, but it's, it's an important Gemara. Ravashi Amar Hai Tanahu, the Chamir Ali Shabbos Kevodazara. They're talking about the, 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 how serious Shabbos is, like Kevodazara is serious, but the following point, Kitisanya. The Bryce teaches as follows Mikem, Adam Kiakriv Mikem, Velo Kuchem. So it's the opposite of what we just said before. Hmm. You can bring, but not everyone can bring. Why not? Prat Lamumar. Who's excluded from being a korban? A mumar. What's a mumar? Somebody who has a moon. So it sounds like that, but yeah. it's, it's a person who it, it is sort of a moon, but it's it's actually it's sort of the opposite in the sense that it's a mumar is a person who has basically like relinquished. There's a different ways to call someone a mumar, but like it's not like, when they do averos, it's not like a mistake. This is like who they are. So it's like the Russia and the uh, yeah, the sort of, but like a person who has they call like. A, it needs to be type, different types of mumar. It's like, it's not really a heretic per se. It's not a person who like, doesn't believe at all necessarily. Like you could be a mumar la'ochel in a village of trefos, a person who, who just decided like, coach is not for me. Sorry, I don't believe in that. Like a person could be a, a mumar la'chala Shabbos. A person says like, Shabbos, I'm not into that. Sorry, I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't do that. A person could be a mumar in general. A larger, encompassing mumar is like, a person who just doesn't believe at all. They know better, right. but they make a conscious decision. They just, right. It's not a tinochinish, but not a person who didn't grow up from. It's not a person who didn't know. It's a person who says, I'm not interested in this stuff. I've, I'm, I've rejected Judaism in some way, some large way. Not just like, I have a hard time with X or Y or Z uh, mitzvah, which, I, which challenges me. This is like, I don't, believe, I don't believe in this. Either a large section of Judaism, they reject Shabbos, reject Kashas, reject, like, reject big chunks so of Judaism. Denial. 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 Not like, oh, it's bothering me, it's hard, I, I struggle with it. That's not the point. It is, I'm out, and I'm not interested in these things. So a person who's a mumar has certain halachos about them. Like, for example, like, you know, um, even when we talk about, like, you know, uh, wine that's not, not mavushal, it hasn't been cooked, so that wine, 
non-Jew moves that wine, so you can't use that wine. Why? Because it would, in, the, in the old days, they would use it for Avodah etc. So the truth is, a Mumar, someone who's has no, again, has rejected Judaism, can have the same status in that way. If they move that wine, it could have the same status. There's certain ways, even though we have a rule, Yisrael, Yisrael, who, a Jew, even, a Jew could do a million, a million of eros. They still retain their Kedushas Yisrael, always. Doesn't matter how many they do. There still will be at times when a person is, like, um, separated for certain things because of that status, the way that they have publicly denied certain, certain elements of Judaism. What if somebody, a woman bench left, and it's before the Shkia, yeah. and she did something that, you know, wasn't right, right. for Shabbos Yeah, that's not what we mean. That's not No, that's a mistake. Even a mistake, by the way, a person... Not a mistake. On purpose. She did on a conscious level. Okay. And she knew it was wrong, but she made... She rationalized that it was before the Correct. So that's like an, we call that an Avera Bemezid. That's a, that's a, that's a sin. Bemezid on purpose. Meaning we make mistakes. Sometimes we do Averos. All of us yeah. do Averos on purpose. We know what we're doing. Yeah. But, that, but it's still like, a, that's a, a moment of weakness. That's a, you know, we, we give in to things that it, we... It was a compromise. You it, know, was, it was a poor decision. Exactly. Made, even though she did it on a conscious Correct. Level. Exactly. You know, we all, all of us make decisions like that all the time, right? I shouldn't have said that thing, but I really wanted to share it, so I shared it, and then, okay, that was wrong afterwards. I feel bad. You're I shouldn't have said it. You're excusing it, but you're saying it's been known to happen. It's, it, no, it happens. It happens to me, and then I feel bad about it, and I wish I didn't do it again. I might even do it a lot, by the way. It could be I make that mistake a lot. That's not a mumor. A mumor is like, I'm out. Yeah. Right? We, people call that like, I don't like that phrase. Off the derech, whatever they call it. I don't, I don't like that phrase. So, but doing an Aveira Bemezid. Before the Shkia, even though she benched left. Right, okay. That's, we can talk about how bad that really is anyways. Yeah. But, but the point is, like, we're talking about... That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about someone who, like, yeah, rejects, right. rejects. Rejects Torah. Rejects Torah. Why give them so much credit to even give them a term and have halacha specific to them? It's almost like... Okay, that's interesting. Well, well I'll tell you what the example is. The point is that the Gemara is saying that a person who's a mumar can't bring a korban. That's a pretty big rejection. Remember, say to that person, sorry. You're, so it's so it's fascinating, right? On the one hand, we say everybody's in, even a non-Jew. Yeah. But a Jew who rejects Judaism is going to be out. It's very, it's very complicated. And don't get me wrong. It's, like, it's, a, it's a very sensitive question. How do you, how do you manage that? How do you manage that in our lives? It's a, it's a much larger conversation, right? But what's interesting is that you kind of had this, this you know, on, I, I think I saw Rav Hirsch, right? I think, that I... It's one. Th- I mean, it seems contradictory. We allow a non-Jew to bring a korban, but I don't bring a, a Jew who rejects Judaism. So he says, "Yeah, but a Jew who rejects Judaism is by allowing them to bring a korban. You're sort of like mm-hmm. you're validating their approach, right. right? And that and that has an impact on the whole, you know, the whole place where you where you are. A non-Jew, it's understood that they're they're not Jewish, so it, it doesn't. Bringing them in is just being look. You're you're included too." Like you can make you can make a you can make an opposite argument like also. Like Abumar cannot be a shalach tibor, which is sort of like right. Um, there's discussions about things which like is yeah, sort of like, right. Which is, I guess, you could say tefillah is sort of like a you know, a korban. korban. Yes, I don't know. Right, how does that work? Yes, correct. Like like there's a certain there are certain lines that we draw. Right. There are certain lines that we draw. You know, which is which is challenging emotionally and challenging philosophically. But it is true to say we don't have any lines. I think it's not true. We do have lines. You can't pick and choose. Right. Are you going to do it or not? Right. Or if, again, even to go more than that, I would say even, do we make mistakes even on purpose? Yeah. Yeah, everyone does that. It's human, human beings. We, we know it's wrong. I did it anyways. I feel bad about it. Okay, I, I don't want to do it again. That's different than I don't believe in this. 
right? I'm not interested in this piece. Or I believe in this piece, but this piece, sorry, like it's archaic. I don't want to believe it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, not, it's not my thing. That's a different story. And by the way, it's not even true about every every mitzvah. If a person does about a certain more what we call maybe minor mitzvahs, it's not not necessarily true the same as it is for something like Shabbos or Zara. You know, these bi- bigger, more foundational concepts. You know, is it, that's, why we, that's why we always use, right? How do you define someone as a, we don't say always, they're Shomer Torah Mitzvah, they keep Mitzvah. We say they're a Shomer Shabbos. Right, because somehow Shabbos is seen as like this foundational concept in Judaism. I think it's also true sociologically, but, but it's true also halakhically. So I think that that's part of it also. But the bottom line is, the, 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 there was a time where people would drive to shore. Right. That's how Hashkama Minyan started. How did Minyan start? Hashkama Minyan was for people who worked on Shabbos. Yeah, like the Chazan. No. wasn't like, I, I like having shore on the 30. People go to work. People go to work. People go to work. Yeah. But I, but I would say, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot to this. This is its own conversation. But I, I, I wanted to include it because it, it, is, it is what Chazal say about this, right? That Mikem is Adam. We include everybody. Mikem, yeah, but not everybody, because of a person who's denying certain basic fundamentals of Judaism, that person doesn't bring a carbon, which is interesting. But I want to show you a couple other pieces to that, which I think are really interesting. Look at the Sforno in source number seven. The Sforno writes, Adam ki akriv mikem. This is a drush, but I actually like it a lot because it fits a lot also into the points that are really fundamental in Korbanos. He says, Adam ki akriv mikem, source number seven, ki akriv me'atzmechem. When you bring it from here. Right? You don't just, I'll schlep, I'll do it, I'll check it off. But you bring it, me'atzmechem. Bevidoi dvarim, you say vidoi, right? You admit what you've done wrong. Vachna, you lower yourself. Aderech v'nishalma parim svasenu. We say, right, when we, when we daven, that our lips are like the parim, right? And when we daven, we say nishalma parim svasenu. like if I, if I daven, I'm in a certain sense in place of a korban. Because how can davening be in place of a korban? Davening's not a korban. But we mentioned carbonos in the, in the A lot. But how can we, but we say, we say, tefillos connect a carbonos tiknum, right? Gemara's and Brachos says that, that tefillah like comes to replace korban. Kavana, that's your, right. Bingo. Because what's tefillah without kavana anyways, right? They say, tefillah below kavana, kegof polina shama, right? And you daven without kavana, it's like a body, it's like, a, it's like an empty, soulless body, right? Tefillah is by definition, the type of tefillah, the type of mitzvah that, it only means something if I mean what I'm saying. If I'm just, right, I'm not doing anything. Right? It only means something if I, again, we should do it anyways if you have trouble with kavana. But, meaning, but it, when I daven, so much of what it means is tied up in my kavana, in my ability to connect and to think and to consider. And the same way, korbanas are the same thing. I could, I could schlep an animal and spend $1,000 on an ox and have a kohen shechtit and whatever. Not have it not mean anything. Right? And, it has, and what kind of power does it have if I do that? What, what, what am I accomplishing? When, okay, I did a mitzvah, don't get me wrong. Doing the action of a mitzvah is, is I guess, is, is meaningful. But the point is, again, this is the first pasuk. Adam ki akriv mikem. When you bring a korban, says a Kodesh Baruch Hu, I want it to be from you. Okay, but now most of us, when we daven in the morning, <laughs> yeah. do we say all those karbanos, the fine print? No, not everyone does. That's okay, but that's not even what I mean. When we say that tefillos are like in place of karbanos, what we mean is that the Shemon Esrei that we say, Right, is in the, it's at the same. Oh, so the time periods that we use for davening it, it, are the time periods for korbanos. Uh-huh. So when we daven, again, we have that same koach. You got to, it under the wire. Right, but what am I doing? I'm doing it if it means something to me. Hopefully, even even for you know 
one bracha, even for one, a few seconds of the davening, I actually think, and I, we make this mistake sometimes, and we think if I, if I don't have kavanah for the whole time, so it's a waste. It's the opposite. If I can get kavanah for, for one moment of the tefillah, it's valuable, right? And, and, and the point that, that the Sforno is making is that's, that's the message. Adam ki yakiv mikem, it's if, I, if it means something to me. You know, like when you say the Shmon Esrei of, of uh, Parshas HaChodesh. Yes. And he, there's a one little pasuk that you're supposed to just say until, if the leaf year. Right. You know what I mean? Is that because, like, there was an extra carbon brought for that? That extra piece is the case we make mistakes sometimes in deciding what the leaf year yeah, is supposed to be. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but the, yeah, there are always details. Right. Because it was an extra carbon brought. Right. There are always going to be details. There are always going to be details. But the... The point is that the, the general concept and of... And you should try to do the minimum. Bingo. And, to, and try to have some, something in mind. Okay, so we talked about Adam. We talked about Yakriv Mikem. And now we're going to talk about Takrivu. Why at the end make it plural? So why Takrivu? Says Rashi, source number eight. Takrivu melamed shishnaye misnadvim ola bishutfu. Sometimes you can actually bring a korban together. Two people can decide together. We want to bring a korban together. Korban chem says Rashi melamed sheiba nidvas sibor. Sometimes there are korbanos that are brought on behalf of the entire tzibor. There are korbanos I can bring myself. There are korbanos I can bring with one other person. There are korbanos I can bring on behalf of my family. Korban Pesach, right? And there are korbanos we bring as the entire tzibor. And the point here being that we shouldn't make that mistake and think that korban is all about me. Korban could be about us, Beautiful. right? So Adam kiyakiv mikem korban laHashem. Right? So all that, that you know, uh, and then takrivu, sometimes you can bring it together. So within one pasuk, sometimes we have like, you know, full paragraph, full prakim that we have to deconstruct. Within one pasuk, you find all of this meaning in one, in one, one sentence even. I think it's very cool. But I want to close with this piece in the Rusul Because Rusul again, in his introduction here to Korbanos, he makes a really important point. And, and I, and I uh, maybe I'll introduce it by telling you an idea once. I, I probably maybe mentioned it to you before once, but that the one, Rabbi J.J. Schachter, I think he wrote the article. If he didn't write it, then someone wrote it about him. He, um, he um, started a relationship with, I believe, I think it's a reform rabbi somewhere in, in northern New Jersey. And they met on some trip, him and his wife, and the, the reform rabbi and his wife, and they met on some, some mission. They were together, and they started talking, and by the end, uh, he asked Rabbi Shachter if he would come speak at his, at his com- in his community. And Rabbi Shachter said yes. I have a vague recollection of this. I, th- I mentioned it once, yeah, I think. Yeah. So he comes to meet him at his community. Oh. So what's he going to talk about? Oh. So he said, you know... Uh, so, uh, so, no, but it's complicated what no he going to say. What are you going to say in that moment, right? <laughs> so Rabbi Shachter, in his way of always speaking the truth, so, so confidently but also... Um, sensitively at the same time. So he, and, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I, I, I forgot to bring you the actual article, but he basically said, this is the basic point. He said, what's the difference between me and you? You know? And he said, there's one funda- fundamental difference between Orthodox Judaism and every other type of Judaism. He said, submission. Submission. That we believe that there are times in our life where we submit and we give in. And we do things or don't do things that we don't really, that are hard for us, right? I, I hold back from something that I really wish I could do. I 
have to do something I really wish I didn't have to do. Why? Because Hashem said so. Which, which was very much a, a theme of Soloveitchik. We used to write about this a lot, right? The, the theme of submission. It's very, un, it's very unpopular, right, today to talk about submission. That's, we live in a world of me. I do what works for me. I do what I like. I do what's comfortable for me. I don't do things that make me uncomfortable, right? And like that idea of submission is very unpopular. And he says, and he said, that's the difference. Is that fundamentally, if you, if you, if you, if you want to drill down to the difference between what do you want to call Orthodox Judaism or Torture Judaism and every other stream of Judaism, a lot of the themes are the same, a lot of the values are the same, but this message is different. This is, I will do faithfully, even when it makes no sense to me, even when it's really hard for me, because it's what you told me to do. And, and the Rav writes a similar type of idea here when he talks about Korbanos. It's not exactly the same, but it's an interesting point. He says, the precept of sacrifice is a central motif in Judaism. To live in accord with God's world is identical with living a sacrificial life. Right? We call it korban right, as a sacrifice of an animal, but it really comes to the same language of karo, for it to come close, but also korban in, in the sense of the, the translation is actually excellent in this case. This, the, the translation is to English. Giving up something, right? To act morally synonymous with sacrificial action, God summoned man into his sacrificial service. What was man called upon to sacrifice? Judaism gives a straightforward answer to this basic theological and ethical question. Man must offer everything he possesses. Nothing is to be spared and nothing is to be saved for man. The logic of this answer is self-evident. A sacrificial action consists in restoring that which man heretofore considered to his, uh, his own to its rightful owner. To, uh, sorry, his own to its rightful owner. Returning to the master that which was entrusted to man's care and of which he erroneously and impudently, impudently took possession. Meaning, right, sacrifice, to give something to Hashem is basically to, to say, I recognize that nothing that I have belongs to me. Right? Which is actually a very hard thing to say. Right? We say, yeah, of course that's what it means. But like, that's actually a very challenging feeling to say that everything that I have, none of it belongs to me at all. Right? Since there's nothing within the reach of man which does not have in trust for and from Hashem, there is nothing whose return to God would not be considered a hallowed sacrificial service. Man must return to the master of the universe not only all he possesses in the form of physical goods, but himself as well. His body, mind, spirit, soul, the whole of his existence in all its boundless manifestation at all levels. Rabbi Soloveitchik was a philosopher. Rabbi Soloveitchik was a, a person of the world. Rabbi Soloveitchik was a person of, who knew all philosophies. And in the end of the day, right, he argues that the bottom line is our job, our, our mindset in the world is not all of us belong to Kodesh Baruch Okay, so this doesn't mean that we have to, right? We don't. He, he, he points this out also. We don't sacrifice human beings. We don't, we don't actually do that. We don't believe in that, of course, because we believe in the Kedusha Sa'adam. Every person has this, this holiness, this ability to come close to Hashem, etc. But the bottom line is that, that the, the, the... Well, take a look. Another paragraph down. How then? How then is this great sacrifice of the self consummated? Judaism gave a terse answer to this question. Man offers himself by engaging in a movement of recoil from himself, by retreating from the position of illusory strength he is prone to take up at certain times, by withdrawing from attitudes of arrogant self-regard and self-centeredness, and from spiritual entrenchment in a false and insolent, I don't know how to say that, majestas homin, complex. The point being, the giving up of the fruits of sweet victory, when man is intoxicated by it, 
and the free acceptance of defeat, while triumph is within reach, are considered the supreme sacrifice which man can bring to God. When I give, when I give animals and I give fruits and I give, you know, uh, flour, which especially in the times of the Beis Hamikdash, were the main. That was more valuable than money in those days, right? This is your produce. This is your 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 livestock. This was everything you had. This is your bank account. He was basically taking your bank account and giving up to Karsh Baruch Why? Just because he asked me to. And that's a very difficult thing to do. But it stamps, it brings home for us at the end of the day, Adam Kiyakriv Mikem Korban Lashem. When a person decides to give over some of themselves to Hashem, how do you do, how do, you do so? By giving everything that you have. That doesn't mean that we physically hand everything over to Karsh Baruch We have to have things so that we can live our life. But by by being ready to give everything in a certain sense, we recognize that nothing really is ours. Right? And when we have that recognition, it changes our whole worldview. Right? It's like we've said before, like, I, I love this line. People say to me, is, should be with capital letters. Yeah. The end. <laughs> yeah. It's all boils down to that. Yeah, but, but that idea also, like, someone said, no, the only money that I have is the money that I give away. Wow. Right? Because the money that I have in my bank account doesn't belong to me in the end. Okay, don't get me wrong. We're going to give away all our money. And Allah tells us not to. Because we have to live in the world. Adam, to live in the world. Right? So, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying. But it's the, it's the, it's the notion. Right? It's the notion of Adam, Mikem, Korban Lashem, is that when I give from myself a recognition of who I am and what a Baruch is for me and that my whole life is dependent on him. So if that's true, so then it means that all of everything that I own in a certain sense belongs to him. And then through the process of sacrifice, korban then takes on a totally different meaning. It's not about animals. It's not about shechting and blood. and It's not about any of that stuff. It's about the symbol of giving over that what I have to Hashem and that recognition. But I do it sometimes a little bit here and there. It reminds me that everything that I have really belongs to Him. So to touch on Mars Chitim, does your shul, for example, have a uh, should I should I write out a check to your shul? Sure. Or should I just to give to Mars Chitim? You can give it to me. That's fine. <laughs> 